Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, everyone. I'm Jenny I'm Jenny Lee, and I am Where Are Uncommon Women. Um, we have an amazing guest speaker, um, Jen. Um, I'm going to read into her uh, bio. Jen Monahan is an intuitive life coach from Toronto, Canada. She is known as the nearing wild after finding herself in nature. She started her passion in helping others reconnect with their true inner selves what she calls wild, who they come into the world as before all conditioning and programming also in helping them with their biggest struggles. Hey, thank you, Jen, for coming on and being on our platform this evening. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Your little bit about your childhood? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I am an intuitive life coach and I am an extroverted introvert. So I love being around people and connecting to people. That's what really lights me up. And I can be really loud and wild and fun and, and a little bit out there. Um, but I also love my alone time and recharging, which is where the introvert comes from. Um, I love to be outside and I love hiking, which is where you kind of mentioned where a lot of my healing has stemmed from. And so I do a lot of hiking and backcountry camping and uh, newly I do solo uh, camping as well, which has been really fun. Um, and that's also where I began to connect with uh, the universe and my spiritual side. And, um, and yeah, I'll get to my growing up so <laughs> i can't really say that i remember a whole lot of my childhood not because it was necessarily bad but i experienced some complex traumas like um okay feelings of you know unsafety and unease and just not really knowing what was going to happen um in situations and some unhealthy relationships so I blocked a lot of that out, which a lot of people tend to do. And um, until I was about seven, when I think my parents divorced then, and uh, not too long after I experienced a form of abandonment. Mm. And I've always been really, really sensitive. Um, I grew up not really knowing how to deal with that and feeling like I was the odd one out, like there was something wrong with me. Um, and I really internalized a lot of that. Mm, okay. I, yeah, I believed, I think I thought that something was just wrong with me because no one around me was as sensitive as I was. And I began to feel shameful and 
eventually punish myself for having all of these feelings and um, just not really knowing what to do with it. And I eventually um, picked up some unhealthy coping mechanisms, which I think, again, a lot of people do in those situations. And that looked like um, self-harm and I developed an eating disorder. Um, I had a major depression and, and very bad anxiety and, you know, a lot of avoidance. Okay. Um, yeah. And just a lot of self-loathing, uh, kind of came out of that. Oh, okay. So at any point, you know, did you ever speak to your parents about, you know, what you were going through at any point, you know, to let them know like, Hey, this is what I'm going through, you know? Yeah, I did not. Uh, no, I was, I took on the role of being the good kid, you know, being yeah. perfect. And um, even though I was like very angsty, I still, I would pretend that everything was okay. And that was the people pleasing in me. And um, yeah, just wanting other people to not have to worry about me. I was yeah. like, figure it out on my own. Um, so I really, really kind of was a lone wolf in that way. I, I wish that things were different. And I do remember my parents um, trying to talk to me and uh, inviting that, like once they saw something was probably wrong. Um, but I just, I didn't want to, I think it, it stemmed from uh, not wanting to worry anyone and, and yeah, just feeling very alone. Hmm, okay. So through all that, that you were going through. And when did you even realize that you were depressed and not just stressed or overwhelmed with everything that you were already going through within yourself? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I ever like fully realized it because of like family dynamics and, you know, because I took on that position of yeah. I'm the good kid. Um, <laughs> I always knew that something was wrong because I was, I was very sad. I was very angry. Um, mm. and just the self-loathing self kind of hatred. Um, so I pretended that everything was fine when it wasn't, of course. Um, and I guess I just felt like, you know, there was something deeply wrong with me and that's just okay. the way that it was. So the word mm. depression didn't even resonate with me. I, I felt like it was so much, worse than that and mm, I okay. you know this is in my dna this is who i was or this is who i am and and this is how my brain works so it was almost like a um like depression i was like yeah i have depression but it was just a part of me hmm. so along with you know you said you felt left out and you were self-loathing and all of that you know when you felt like how did that come within all that you hating yourself and like being in denial of that at any point, did you tell yourself like, I need to get out of this? When did you realize that? Like, you know, you're like, I don't want to hate myself anymore yeah. because I'm just putting a facade I'm putting on the show and I don't want to feel like that anymore. Yeah. I think I, I truly believed that this was in my DNA, that this was mm. just who I, who I was, that I was created this way and there was no changing. Um, I went to therapy probably since I was like eight, I think right after my parents divorced, they were like, let's get everyone into therapy. And, okay. um, so I was in therapy for a long time, uh, on and off. Uh, I saw like counselors and, 
I think that that helped in a lot of ways, but I eventually got to a place where I felt like it wasn't really helping me anymore. Like I really deeply understood why I was the way I was, but I didn't know how to change it. And therapy wasn't really helping me um, just get beyond where I, where I landed. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's because I just believed this was who I am. Um, I felt like I had done everything and uh, that's actually when things kind of began to change for me. Um, I made this realization and it was like this aha moment that looking back, I think it was me kind of coming out of this victim mentality and this mm-hmm. belief that it was just deeply rooted about who I was. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's actually, it's a really important part in, in the awakening process for people. Um, I believed that I was going to therapy so that they could fix me. Like that's, I was mm-hmm. just like, I, I, it was almost a game to me. Like I had zero faith that anyone could fix me. So it was like, I just went there mm-hmm. and was like, like give it a try. Um, yeah. You can even hear in like my language that I'm using that I had completely given away my power. Um, mm. Like I knew there was no hope for me. So my aha moment that like awakening was when I realized that um, this was actually like my mindset. And okay. I thought like, okay, I only have this one life. And even though I didn't believe I could change at this point, I still didn't. I was like, I need to give it one more try. Like there was something in me. And even as I say that now I have goosebumps. Um, that I was like, I just need to at least say I've tried everything. Like I got to give it one more chance, which is funny because I didn't really give it a try before that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I didn't really believe that I could change. Um, but I did, I gave that, gave it that, that last try, I guess I could say. And I began doing like everything that I possibly could to start and change my life. And that's when things changed for me. That's when I, um, like I, I started to listen to podcasts to like this mm-hmm. and, um, to read books, to, um, just go into like active mode and, yeah. um, and start to make the changes. And, and it, it, I didn't even start with believing that I could do the changes either. Right. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. do it and see what happens. And that's when things changed. And I think it, we have to get to that point where, you know, you know, you want to change but you just don't know how sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, like you have mentioned, you said, you know, you started listening to podcasts and you have to start listening to things that inspire you and motivate you. Cause I think that's best, you know, for everyone, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes um, we ourselves can't push ourselves. So we have to listen and go to other things just to start changing how. So can you um, tell me, Besides the podcast and everything that was helping you, you know, with the change, how did you come into uh, into coming into the part of nature? Yeah. Um, so I've always loved nature, but I I didn't really grow up in nature. So like I, okay. I wasn't. Um, I grew up like in, in a city, like in uh, a small city. But mm-hmm. my parents grew up in a city. We weren't really they're not very naturey, you know, I, I always loved being out in nature, but I was like, uh, uncomfortable with it. <laughs> so, um, just the older that I got, the more I started to, um, dabble every time I went into nature, I was like, Oh my God, this feels really good. Um, and eventually I started hiking more and okay. the more that I was out there, the more that I would slow down and connect to mother nature. And that's when I started to, um, 
recognize like how how much it helped me like becoming um becoming really in the moment and present and uh that's when I started to connect to my intuition and um my spirituality and my connection with um whatever you want to call it the universe guides you know um and just the more even now when I when I need uh, the answer to something or, or when I j- need to like get away, it's like, okay, I need to go outside and hike or camp, which, um, which I, which I now I love. Um, but yeah, it just, the more that I did it, it was like, it was fuel. It was like really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, while you being in the nature, how did the, you're finding yourself and your healing in that? Yeah, I think it was, it was just that it was like fueling something in me. Okay. And that's also once I started to become intuitive and, and started to like, I started to get signs. I would literally, I kind of created my own way to ask the universe for signs and it, they okay. would, um, I would see them. So on hikes, I would um, ask for something fairly specific. There is a way that I do it, but uh-huh. when it would come to me, it would be crazy to me that it would, literally physically show up for me there was one time that i i asked for um i i kind of visualize it in my eyes like in my in my mind's eye when i close my eyes and i asked for the sign and i remember that it was like a mouse that came into my my visualization i was like this is weird how am i gonna see a mouse and literally i physically passed a mouse on the trail the only time i've ever seen a rodent on the trail that day like it's it's what made me realize that we are all connected and that it, mm. it we are one like it's it we aren't all on our own and there are ways that we are all completely intertwined and um it just created a sense of meaning and faith for me in um myself in the universe in um the path that i have led in mm. my family that i believe i, ch- I chose to come here with um it just kind of started to make sense and weave things together. Mm, I like that. That it's it's interesting how you know how I all started with this hiking and all of that and just really spending time in nature. I have to try that. <laughs> oh, I that is like the source of. I mean, it's Mother Nature is mm-hmm. it's the source of all creation. I believe it's connected to. Uh, that's that's how you know when I say that I connect to the universe and sort mm-hmm. that's God. That's it's it means different things to different people, and and yeah. I think it's it's a, a very like it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it if you can get outside. Even um, I love to just like get, I get outside every every single day. What I try to do, but even if you can just like go by a river or just stand outside and be mindful for a few moments and watch look at something you maybe wouldn't have seen otherwise. It really changes things. Can you tell me uh, more about how you started to help others in the process mm-hmm. of, you know, with your story? Yeah. So, um, sorry, I have an interesting, it's kind of interesting how this mm-hmm. all started, but I had a great job. Um, I loved who I worked with. I loved the fact that I was able to be creative. I was working in, in graphic design, like with a great team. I had a lot of fun, um, but it, it didn't light me up like my soul. Okay. Um, 
And I remember talking about finding something that would be more fulfilling for me for like my entire career. So a long time. Um, but I didn't really know what that looked like. And to be honest, I don't think I could have imagined that I could have something like I have now and mm. um, moving down this path. Um, so there was a long period of me just being like, I don't know what it's going to be, but you know, I had my eyes open. Um, and then the universe was like, okay, if you're not going to take the leap, we're going to do it for you. And mm. the rug was completely pulled out from under me. Um, I lost my job and because I had been working on myself for uh, quite a while at that point, it really shook me, but mm. I was able to rebound really quickly like um pretty 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 quickly when I look back like it was a huge shake and um a big revelation but I was able to rebound and it became very obvious that this was a gift for me and I was able to just sit back that's when I went outside more and just asked for signs of what am I meant to do like why am I here and um, I went hiking, I went solo camping, I did all of those things. And I just started to get visions and, um, and more clarity that this is what I meant to do, a form of this, you know, okay. um, I knew that I wanted to help people and it has evolved slowly over time, but that's kind of how that started. Hmm. I like how when you said the wild, what do you mean by that? Can you uh, explain that? Yeah. Like, do you mean the, the wild? Like it might. Yeah. Be like, yeah. You call others the wild. Yeah. Yeah. I always, so it's, it's, it's formed the name nearing wild started mm -hmm. with me um, just trying to get outside more and almost like, there was a little bit of fake it till you make it. I was okay. just like, okay. myself out there. I didn't know what I was doing. And it has really transformed and grown with me in a really beautiful way. Um, a lot of what I do is connecting to your authentic self and connecting to your soul and hmm. your inner inner self that you came into this world as. And that is your wild to me. That hmm. is like your wild self, that person that came here before all of the conditioning and all of the programming yeah. we took on and um, really our whole life as a, as a human has shifted our brain and our subconscious and shifted who we are so that we are misaligned from our authentic self. And it's, it's really difficult to connect back or what that even means. Um, so that's kind of the work that I do there. And that's what, what I say, like your wild, the wild you that came into. Yeah. World. Yeah. That's your, you know, your authentic self. And, um, I just, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing that has kind of transformed over time. Um, I like how you speak on that, you know, like you're using nature to bring healing so people can get into their deeper selves yeah. and with their struggles to just. Because sometimes, like you said, we can be in denial. We hide everything. It's like a facade, you know? Yeah. I think when we go through um, traumas and we go through just, when I say traumas, they can be little traumas, big traumas, mm -hmm. um, just emotional experiences. When we have those when we're younger, 
our our ego comes into place, our subconscious, and it yeah. creates um, armor and it creates these layers to, and it really is telling you, okay, don't do that because you uh, got hurt or whatever. Yeah. It is. And that's really telling yourself, don't be your authentic self because that's scary. So put on this face or put on this mask and be that, that will be safe. So we learned from a very young age to shift away from our authentic self. Hmm. Yeah. And I totally agree with that because, you know, like when we come to healing, it's like also peeling an onion. We have to go through those, we have to go through those layers little by little bit. And it's like the deeper we go, I think it scares us to see what really is underneath all that. You know, yeah. you know, it's, it's wild actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, it is, I do believe that it's like this journey is forever. It's, it's not mm-hmm. one where if you, if you talk to someone who's like, I am healed, like run, I'm like that. Oh, not no. <laughs> um, I do believe that it's forever and it's totally like the onion. It's like, it's the never ending onion, always peeling those layers. But, um, it's, Every time that I, I always say up level, um, every mm-hmm. time that I up level to like a new um, awareness, really, I, it's, it really does astound me that, that there's still so much work to do every time. But it's, um, I also think a lot of the work that we are doing is it becomes easier. It becomes, the awareness becomes easier and we're able mm-hmm. to maneuver through it. I think the hardest part is kind of the beginning. Um yeah you know but yeah it's it's a pretty it's very interesting it's very interesting yeah i think when we we start to really reflect and and understand and start to hold ourselves accountable like you said i think it it kind of shows we're like all right i'm going to do this if this is what's going to happen and and it, it's just amazing how someone can change you know yeah and see the yeah. change in someone um, can you also share uh, a small portion of the five mo- modules mo- mo- modules that you created to help others? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a program called the Wild Awakening. So this is it's a 12 week course, and oh, we're actually on week 11 right now of this Ooh, okay of it. So we're almost done. I can't believe that we're already there. Um, and it has five modules and 12 lessons, and it brings everyone through um, learning how to reconnect with their authentic selves, their souls, um, really like your life purpose, how to connect with your ego and your subconscious brain, because that's something that um, really leads everyone's uh, life and they don't even realize it. So it's this, that's what part of the wild awakening is becoming aware of your subconscious brain and how it, it really can take over Um, Mm -hmm. shifting the limiting beliefs, which is very connected to that subconscious brain. Um, And that's shifting away from, you know, the conditioning and the programming and everything that we unknowingly took on. Okay. um, To reprogramming the subconscious um, there's a recognizing and healing core wounds. And those are, um, the like deep wounds that we carry. They're the deep beliefs that we have about ourselves that we carry with us unknowingly, of course. So things like, um, I am unworthy or I'm unlovable. 
it's really about um, recognizing those and healing them and, and being able to shift them. Okay. Um, and then understanding your triggers and judgments, because those are, that's a, a really big part in, um, in becoming aware of, um, of really, it's, it's almost like inventory of, of your life. Like I believe that our, mm-hmm. our, life mirrors back to us where we need to grow. So when you can recognize your triggers and your judgments aren't random, you know, mean something about yourself. So that's, that's a a module. And then the last one is about um, creating boundaries. And that's actually a really, really big part in this that um, it's not, it's creating boundaries with other people, your, your family, your, and that's for your own empowerment. Um, but it's also creating boundaries with yourself and creating energetic boundaries. Um, so it's, it's an intense 12 weeks. Um, it really creates the foundation of like this, of an awakening, you know, that, that awareness of, okay, I want to change. What do I do? How do I do it? Um, so it's like a conscious awareness that is really the foundation of beginning to do the work. So it's really about connecting to the root um, rather than, you know, all of the, it's like the cause rather than the effect. Mm, Well, I want to change this one aspect of myself and having difficulties. It's more about going to the root. Mm, Okay. I hope that explains it. Can you give me a little bit of story of one of, one of the people that has gone through the steps without giving any names, just a little bit of detail. So you don't have to, so that way you don't, um, you know, give, give out other information. Yeah, Can you tell me yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Um, so it's funny, a lot of people come into the group and they might have one specific thing that they're like, mm-hmm. this is what I want to work on. Um, and I, what I notice is, um, that's like, that ends up being like a minuscule part of what they want from it and what they okay. get from it. Um, and, um, I, the things that I always hear that, you know, at the end people say that they get this sense of empowerment and this sense of, um, a lot of it work, I work with the mind and, um, people don't recognize how much their mind really, or sometimes they do when it's really bad. Uh, I know I did for sure with anxiety, um, but people don't recognize like how their thoughts impact them on a day-to-day basis. So once you go through something like this, um, it really makes you aware of like, oh my gosh, it's like a weight lifted. I never knew that I, that things could be this way. Um, so that's something that I always hear from people of like, the weight from like my brain and my thoughts and my energy has just been like completely lifted. Um, and that's actually just speaking of anxiety. When I started doing all this work and I had anxiety, that was never something that I was trying to fix. I was just like, that's just a part of me. That's how mm. I was, you know, um, which is definitely a limiting belief, but I believe that um, until I was doing this work for many years. And and then I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have anxiety anymore. And that's why I I really connect to the root. Like it's not about the self-sabotaging behavior. It's not about the relationship that doesn't work. It's not about, um, whatever it is, your anxiety. It's actually about what caused that. 
I think mm. like the dissonances with people trying to grow, they they're focusing on like the end rather than okay. the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Can you tell me at, at any point, even through your healing, did you ever go back to feeling like you wanted to, you went back to that self-loathing? Mm. Well, I would say one of the biggest things that I learned and that I teach as well is that the healing journey is a hundred percent an up and down journey. It is not linear. It is, I almost want to say never linear. Um, there are so many ups and downs and the problem with once you get to a really great place, we actually talked about this this week in the program, um, mm -hmm. is then once, once you kind of have a low or it's not even a low, it's more of like your, your even keel for a little bit instead of okay. rising up, instead of growing, um, then you start to question yourself and then you start to say like, was this even here? Am I even, you know, I'm back to where I was before. Maybe you have a self, a self sabotaging behavior that you thought you had gotten rid of and it brings you back. Um, and that's something that I think is really important for people to recognize that like, that that's, that's what's going to happen. That's it's, and it's not moving backwards. It's just kind of, um, it's you like, playing it out for a little while and that has to happen for you to grow right um so I definitely moving away from that feeling of being of like self-loathing has been a very slow progression very very slow where a lot of the time it felt like nothing has changed and then other times people say this with the program too that I look back and I'm like that was only 12 weeks ago um, you know, I, looking back now, it's worlds different worlds. I feel so much better about myself and, um, just about who I am. Like I actually love, um, my soul and who I am. And it's less about physical things. I sure. I, I like the way that I look, but before it was, it was all about physical and I didn't realize that actually my worth, um, doesn't it doesn't come from there like no one's worth comes from there and and it's the realization of who you really are um so i've never went backwards but there have okay. been times, you know it's such a slow progression <laughs> at the beginning it's like i don't know if i've moved at all so your mind all of it this is why i do so much mindset work it's your mind that's telling you you know when you get to a place and a lot of the time people will say like, I, why can't I tap into my intuition? Like I could before it's your mind. All of it is your mind, like convincing you of these things and telling you that, um, you know, you're not good enough. You actually aren't intuitive. You all these things. As, um, is there any way that, you know, when someone feels stuck, you know, like you said, like, you know, they get to a point, they don't see change. They're just stuck. What are other ways that, you know, if they're not seeking healing in the wilderness, if therapy is not working, mm -hmm. what are other ways that they can do to be like, you know, besides like the podcast, listening to motivational things? Because sometimes that doesn't even work for people, for mm -hmm. others. You know what I mean? It's different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. From your experience, what are other ways that you can give to someone, you know, if it isn't working, if your 12-step program isn't working or or if they feel like it didn't work, do you, what are other ways that you help them uh, with the healing? 
Yeah. So first of all, the, the wild awakening, that program, it's very mm -hmm. much um, to create that foundation or to really help someone go deeper. But okay. um, if you want to really like commit and go deep into like, how can I look at my shadows and, okay. and go on a deep level? I think something um, more one-on-one -on -one can be really beneficial. So okay. the one -on -one coaching that I do. However, before that, if people are like, I know I want to change this podcast isn't like, this isn't helping me enough. Um, I, there's definitely things to do that. Also, I'm like, not everyone has money to do one-on-one -on -one stuff. So like yeah. things, um, first of all, I think a community, like connecting with a community is so important. So of likewise, like-minded people who have similar goals and, okay. um, they don't necessarily have to have went through similar things, but if you can connect in some way in that way, um, huge help, um, and talking about like where you're at, um, mm -hmm. also listen to find a new podcast, read a different book. Um, really, um, oh, and my number one thing that I would probably say is to start. And if you have started, maybe change, uh, like a routine, a daily routine. Mm, okay. So a lot of people have rules around routines. Like you need to meditate for 15 minutes a day. You need to yeah. read 10 minutes of a book that, you know, no, I believe you need to create something that you enjoy that works for you. Um, and at the beginning that could be, um, I starting these things can feel not so great at the beginning. They can feel uncomfortable. So you got to kind of power through that. Um, but eventually if, if your meditation is not working, you've been trying to do this for um, 40 days and you're like, no, not feeling it. Do some, there's other ways to meditate. You don't have to sit in the perfect space. You don't need a meditation pillow. Um, you can go outside and be mindful. You can, sit and watch a river and just stay in the moment you can um color sit and color if that's your thing like d turn off the podcast turn off the music even i mean music isn't isn't the worst um by any means but just it's about getting silent and starting to connect with um your inner self like i think that's a really big thing people want to like skip that they want the everyone I always hear like, but, but what can I do? Like, tell me the thing I can do. And it's really about not doing, it's really about being like, that's the first step to all of that. Um, mm -hmm. And that's free. You don't need anyone. You, you might need a little bit of a push to, you know, keep going on the days that you don't feel like, um, like it's, it's working, but you just got to keep going. And I would say that that's, um, that's the number one thing, just immerse yourself in, in, and connect to your intuition. What is your body telling you to do? Um, what doesn't feel right? Connect to that. Um, but there's a lot of things. If you really immerse yourself in what you want to do and how you want to heal, then the right things will come to you and trust that. Hmm, I like that. And I think with many people that, you know, they they feel like there's not enough resources for them to get the help that they need. And there is so much out there, you know, it just takes you to take yourself out of whatever's going on around you and place yourself in a different atmosphere. Like you said, yeah. nature, yeah. whatever it is that 
works for you. So, you know, there's so much, like you said, community, friends. There's so much free things out there, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, like, I don't have the money to do it. There is a lot of free stuff out there um, or not super expensive. A lot of even coaches, if you follow coaches or or people that you um, people who help or heal that you resonate mm -hmm. with, yes. you have to, like, feel their energy and like them. Um, a lot of them do like I do these occasionally, but like masterminds and, and free things like lives, things mm, like that. Okay. So following that, go on people's email list um, and do the free things, even if they sell something at the end. Um, the way that I look at it coming from my side is I do free things because I want to serve the free things. I don't do mm. it just yeah. for a sale. That's not what I do. And, and, um, you'll know too, the energy is, is there. Like I want to help as many people as possible. So, um, I welcome people who can't afford, um, to do things and to okay. connect and, and, um, and really join in on those things that are free. Yeah. I think what I've learned also is like just giving a, you know, when you know someone that's going through something, encourage them mm -hmm. say something positive yeah. you know especially if you want to if you see that they want to change i mean it takes it just takes another person trying to put that little bit in them to be like you know what i'm going to make that that change you know they're speaking life into me and i know i've had so many i've had many people do that you know in my life and you know it can I make want, a huge difference mm -hmm. it does it does make a huge difference because some you know you could be having a bad day, you know, and just one word. Um, yeah, the I think that's like you were saying earlier, the people that you surround yourself with, it, it's mm -hmm. so important, especially if you do want to heal um, and grow it. That doesn't mean that you have to remove all of the people in your life that are not on the same path. Mm -hmm. I, people do not have to be on the same path as you. They just have to respect you and they have to respect mm -hmm. your choices. Um, but to really surround yourself and immerse, your, like I said, immerse yourself. Yeah. The people who are doing exactly what you're saying, who are positive and who are trying to um, do similar things to you because, um, and I always say that too. I love connecting with um, my community and with anyone that follows me. I really love talking to each person who reaches out. That's what, um, I think this is just in my blood. I think I said this at the beginning. I just love connecting to people. I love getting to know them. I love um, all of that. So yeah, if you're having a, a difficult time to reach out to someone that can maybe help you turn things around because a lot of it's in your head. Mm, yeah, definitely true. So anyways, Jen, where can we, um, where can we find you? Yeah. Um, okay. So on Instagram, on mm -hmm. Facebook, I do TikTok. I'm just kind okay. of doing that. Um, everything I'm nearing wild. Um, okay. That's my name on everything. I have a uh, link in my profile on, I think on all three of them with how you can connect with me. Also send me a message. Um, you can sign up to be on my uh, on my newsletter or, um, the, my waiting list for the next program, the wild awakening. Um, yeah, I just, I love, uh, really connecting with people and there's so many ways that you can do that. So follow me on, on any of those. And I would love that. 
is um is there anything else that you'd like to share or give advice to our followers? Yeah, I think that my number one piece of advice for anyone, whether you're starting out or not, uh, wherever you are on that path, my number one piece of advice would be to question everything. Like literally question every single thought that you have, all the information that you're taking in, everyone that, all the information that you take in from people, from anything. Um, and not in like an obsessive way, but in a curious way, like stay curious and question everything because I think it's really astonishing to see how many of our actual thoughts that we have are not even ours that we've mm. taken on. Um, like I said earlier, due to programming or conditioning or, you know, we take on this information the same way that we learn the language that we speak. Um, and it just becomes the truth. You don't think like, you don't question the words that you're saying if they are English, they just are part of you. Um, mm. And you don't recognize that. You don't recognize that that voice in your head is, um, you know, you might recognize that it's mean, but you're like, but it's the truth, you know? So my number one thing is probably to question everything. Um, that's, that's the core, that's the basis of a lot of people's struggles. Um, whether you're at the beginning of uh, your journey or, or later. Um, and there's also layers to that, like an onion as well. So um, yeah, I would say that's probably my number one piece of advice. Stay curious and question everything. Okay. So thank you so much uh, for coming on and telling us your story. And thank you. I think it's an amazing one and what you're doing. And I think it's so, I think it's so amazing how you use nature in that. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. And and thank you again for coming on. Uh, we have one question we ask our guest speakers. What makes you uncommon? Yeah, I was thinking about this. And, <laughs> um, you know, this, what makes me uncommon is what also makes me common. You know, it's the same. It's, it's that I'm just me. I embrace my weirdness, my excitement, my big heart, you know. For my entire life, I tried to fit in. Like I desperately wanted to fit in. I felt like such an outsider. Um, I felt like I was just begging to be normal. Um, I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted. And I shifted who I was because of mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah. And I've learned that it's not only okay to be who I am and to be who who we are, you know, but it's it's necessary. It's freaking important it's so important to embrace all of your like all of your quirks and all of your everythingness because those quirks are actually what's really important that's that's like your that's your magic um I know for me like that's my thing that makes me special the things that I used to hide and try to pretend wasn't wasn't me you know and I can be loud and and fun and sarcastic and a little bit out there but I'm also very introspective and the way that I see things and understand things is completely different from other people, but that's what makes me, um, me and uncommon. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just have, I have a huge, huge heart that I no longer hide. I always hid that. 
Um, and all these things make me be just like the same for you and the same for anyone that's tuning into this. Uh, I think that that's, that's a really important message for people to like really, really take in. Mm. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you so much, Jen. Um, um, and thank you to everyone that had tuned in this evening. Um, before I close, I want to mention our apparel. Um, make sure you go check it out at www.uncommonwomen.net as well as um, join me uh, May 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. I will be having um, a guest speaker coming on to speak on her story on lupus awareness. If you are looking, um, I'm currently still looking for someone to come on for June for blindness and brain awareness. Um, you can um, email me at uncommon3women at gmail.com. And as well, make sure you come on next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We have an amazing guest speaker. She's going to be coming on um, and make sure you come check us out. And also make sure that you come out to uh, like our YouTube channel at Uncommon Women Podcast. Like and subscribe. And thank you for everyone for tuning in. And thank you, Jen, again. And thank stay you. on Common. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Bye.